Hello and welcome to the Body Electric Podcast. This is episode 36. I'm your host, Nathan Hiltz. Today, my guest is the wonderful Jocelyn Gould. She's endorsed by Benedetto Guitars. Her new album, The Elegant Traveler, just won a Juno. And she's my boss as the head of guitar at uh, Humber College of Music here in Toronto. Um, So we had a great chat and we played together and I'm really excited for you to hear it. A couple of shout outs before... uh, before that, um, I'd like to say hi to uh, PocketConcerts.ca, uh, which is a really kind of innovative new platform for uh, for shows post-pandemic. They're doing online concerts, but they're also doing porch concerts and one-on-one uh, mind music experiences between musicians and uh, and listeners, which have been very interesting. So thanks to Rory and Rosalind and everyone over there at PocketConcerts.ca for uh, for having me on. Nice to play. Okay. And uh, I'd like also to thank uh, SyncSpace.Live and Adrian Cho uh, for the uh, amazing low latency platform that they've created uh, upon which this podcast was produced. Anyway, um, I hope you're all well. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Hello, Jocelyn. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? Very well, thanks. Thank you for being my guest on the show. Oh, thank you for asking me. I've been checking it out and you've like, it's an amazing podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really enjoy doing them. It's really fun. And, um, you know, I've kind of not done it for a while because of the pandemic and used to doing it in person. But, uh, you know, it feels really good to be back at them right now. You know, very cool. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, so usually the first thing I ask people when we when we meet is sort of uh, how you got into guitar. When did you start playing? Awesome. I was, <clears throat> this is very weird that I know this, but it was uh, May 13th when I was in grade eight. <laughs> um, I just always remembered the day I was, um, I grew up singing and my parents were both hobbyist guitar players. My dad was in a band and my mom just was like a, Um, singer-songwriter, kind of blues guitar player, and my older brother, who's four years older than me, is, was a guitar player as well, and I remember um, I had to go to swim practice, I used to be like a competitive swimmer, and he showed me how to play Power Chords, a Green Day song that I wanted to learn, I loved, you know, Green Day when I was a kid, and he showed me how to play power chords, and oh, cool. then I had to go to swim practice, and then I came home and practiced all night. Oh, okay. So you were hooked right away. Right away. I remember asking him, like, how much would I have to practice to be better than you? And he was like, well, you could try, but realistically, you'll never be better than me. <laughs> nice, so. nice. And did any of them stick with it? My dad still plays. Yeah. My mom got into an accident, so she like can't really use her hands as much anymore. Um mm. And my brother doesn't play at all anymore. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, but anyway, you were hooked right off the bat. That's cool. So, w- when did you know that you wanted to do this for uh, for a profession, though? I think it was always what I loved to do. Um, when I was in high school, I skipped school all the time just to practice. Um, I had a terrible high school attendance record, and. But I didn't, I was too nervous to leave my bedroom. I didn't want anyone to hear. I think I valued um, my guitar guitar playing so much. And it just takes a lot of years. It takes several years to not just sound pretty terrible. (laughs) And 
so I didn't leave my room really until I was like, I started a chemistry degree after high school and was 20 years old when I bought my first electric guitar. And I was 21 before I started. I think my audition into the U of M Faculty of Music was the first time I left my house with my instrument. Really? So you had no ensemble playing experience before you went to college? No, that was my first that was my first experience with playing with other people. Oh, how did it feel to start playing with people? It must have been great. It was. It was very um scary. I think just because I hadn't done I didn't do high school band, I didn't do kind of the typical um maybe more more common road um but i yeah wanted wanted to start start playing with people it was i that's a great question it was i think i was nervous and i think yeah. i spent a lot of years wanting to sound better than i sounded yeah and so i think for the first few years i was even with playing with people i was pretty frustrated with my playing i think right right and that's so interesting like were we before you played with anyone, were you doing private study at all? Or was it more just sort of independent with the support of your family? I did. I took um, nine months or so of lessons before I auditioned. Oh, okay. So I did do so that. So you sort of crammed it in just before ramping up into the... Just before. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know anything, but, um, you know, you can always prepare for an audition if you know what's what's going to be on the... the the audition sure sure cool and uh so wh when did jazz get on your radar it got on my radar i was studying chemistry um i was you know 19 or 20 and um science is very cool but i was very lonely in the library by myself all the time studying and i had two friends who were in the bachelor of music program at the university of manitoba and they were always going to jam sessions and having like all these social events through their school it was such a social program and i just um i think i went to a jam session that they were playing in and just thought like oh i, I wish i could do that <laughs> i want to hang out and be around all these people and make music right so wow yeah. what that what that's sounds like a risk to me i mean chemistry is a pretty i mean an interesting path but it's a pretty straight path you know was it uh did you have to kind of tell your parents that you're like hey i think i'm gonna be a jazz guitarist <laughs> of a yes i well my dad for his career was an elementary music teacher so he had gone to music school and done a music degree and had always just sort of i think discouraged music as a career a little bit just because he kind of knew how tough it can be and his philosophy was sort of like if there's anything else that you're interested in doing you should do that <laughs> um so I kind of I remember telling them mom dad I'm gonna go into music and they were like oh okay uh that's great but what instrument are you gonna play <laughs> yeah because I was not you know uh um like an educated musician on any instrument at right, that time. Right. Oh, wow, man. That's so interesting. So did, did you have like, uh, did you have maybe some unique challenges since you didn't have any of that ensemble experience? Or maybe, maybe you had some unique advantages. I don't know. Yeah, I think 
definitely, definitely some challenges. I, I came in um, kind of behind in terms of experience. A lot of my peers had already been playing together for years, and I remember feeling um, pretty behind. However, I do feel like spending a few years in the faculty of science and being, you know, serious about science. I did a lot really well in, in science and math in high school. And I think I learned some really good study skills um, and sort of just took the intensity. You know, in in science and math, you can't you can't talk your way into a good grade. You can't like you either know the answers or you don't know the answers. <laughs> so it's very black and white. And in music, I find I find it's like um, oft, there's so many factors, you know, uh, just social connections and, um, you know, professionalism. And there's a lot of things other than how you play. Mm. And I think that just being able to take a pretty serious um, study routine and just focus it over into music yeah. helped. Yeah, I really value like um, having clear direction or clear like things to do, work to do. I can't stand it when like a teacher gives me sort of a hippy dippy like just feel it man you gotta feel it like well what do you mean like how do I feel it you know? <laughs> totally I, want, I would love a little more science in my jazz for sure totally yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool man well um I, I think maybe let's play something okay for, for those of you listening to us uh Jocelyn is in Winnipeg right now and I'm in Toronto and we're um meeting over this thing called syncspace.live which is a low latency um, platform for, for concerts. Um, it's Canadian made by a guy named Adrian Cho out in Ottawa. And uh, so I've been doing some performances and rehearsals and recordings on this platform. So Jocelyn and I installed it up today and uh, we're going to attempt to play for you from two different cities. This is crazy. This is my first time doing this. So this is blowing my mind. It's a little bit eerie, actually. I remember when I first time I used Sync Space, uh, it was significantly better than this other option called Jam Kazam. You know? Yes. Yep. And uh, we used uh, this low latency thing, and uh, it was eerie because it felt like you're in the room with other people. It almost was creepy. You know what I mean? Like, like what are you yeah. doing? How did you get in here? You know? Totally. Totally. One wor- one step closer to just an internet dystopia. I know. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time. You know, like uh, it used to be a thing. Like you have to move up to Toronto. You got to move to New York. You know, but. Uh, if this software to keep were to keep going, I mean, eventually that would be less meaningful, wouldn't it? Totally, totally. Yeah, it's very interesting. Interesting. Developing our avatars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what would you like to play? How about Alone Together? Good one. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so why don't you, you take the melody and everything, because we're going to try to feature you on this. That sounds awesome. Cool. Um, Wherever you like it. Uh, maybe I'll just set it up a little. Cool. Um...
good it's almost like we're together right cool. it totally is yeah yeah wow yeah syncspace.live folks check it out cool you too can have your own syncspace server this is incredible yeah, yeah. wow all right yeah it feels great yeah so um what was it like coming up in winnipeg like what's the scene like there i mean i've only been there a couple times and uh i went and tried to hear ron halderson and um uh, he wasn't around, so I didn't get to hear him. So yeah, what's what's it like being a, a jazz guitar player there? It was, um, I think, um, I think when you're growing up, or for me anyway, I didn't do a ton of traveling, um, so Winnipeg was just sort of what I knew. So I didn't have any perspective. Um, so it just was what it was, and I thought that it was a really good place to learn. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I loved my friends here. I loved the small scene here. I think I, I loved moving away from Winnipeg because (laughs) as I think most people love moving away where they're from, where they're from. Um, the one sort of thing that I found really, really exciting when I, when I left was that there are jazz scenes and Toronto's like this, um, just the the scene is bigger than the university you know it's just a yeah. it's bigger than um uh the jazz scene in winnipeg is very very small the music scene is amazing the root scene the folk scene just like everything is amazing but the jazz scene was very like this is an academic music sort of in the institution kind of thing right was how it felt and then i moved to detroit and it was like oh no this is just the music this is what music sounds like everywhere right right interesting and that was really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I came up in Halifax, right? Well, at least well, when I was 18, I moved out of Halifax. But for me there, it was like, it was very small, for sure. And it was cliquey as well. Like, I feel like there's like kind of people that are into like the funky thing, funky or jazz. And then there's people that were into free jazz. And that, there was like not much else, you know? So coming to the Toronto me- meant that I got a much wider world to encounter, you know? Totally. So, so Detroit was sort of your first wider world? Yeah, yeah. sort of the, um, where like, yeah, the average person listens to jazz and knows about jazz and people love Joe Henderson and like Detroit, I mean, you know, right. like the, you know, Jones Brothers and Tommy Flanagan and Joe Henderson, like they're all from there. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like the, the sound. So it's actually like an, partly an, also an encounter with America. Totally. Like the American culture that's cool totally totally so that so that was your first uh, that was when you were doing your master's is that right so yeah 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 yeah, that was at yeah michigan state 
Go green, I guess. And so why did you choose uh, that university to go to? I was studying here in Winnipeg with an amazing drummer from Michigan, Quincy Davis. Um, He lived in New York for a long time, and now he's the head of drums at North Texas. Um, And he was here teaching in Winnipeg. They had a bunch of American cats up for a while. That era has sort of kind of slowly... um, It's... um, That was kind of like a period of time in the Winnipeg jazz history. Um, But Quincy, I was studying with Quincy, and I was just really struggling to get um, my lines happening. I was really struggling to get kind of just like my linear conception and my swing my swing together, too. I think it's so hard to swing on guitar. It's so... It's it's so easy to be not swinging, and I was certainly... I was just really, really having trouble. And Quincy said, um, well, you should go. You know, my best friend teaches at Michigan State, and he's super swinging, and I have a feeling that you two would really get along, so you should audition there. And I was like, where's where's Michigan? I literally, like, pulled up a map and had to, like, find Michigan. Right, right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was... I was not, you know, super keen, and I didn't really understand at the time the role that Detroit has played in, like, you know, black American music history, Um, so I wasn't super keen to move to Michigan, but I did it just because Quincy told me to, and ended up there, yeah. Yeah, and so you were studying with a drummer. Yes. Good place to go for, if you want to improve your rhythm, eh? totally totally and Quincy's super amazing he is like an avid composer and he can he's the type of drummer who will yell changes at you from the drums if you're like if you're playing the wrong chord he'll be like it's e7 (laughs) you know like it's pretty incredible his brother is a piano player and his dad is a like one of the top um like vocal jazz educators in the country so Mm. he, he just grew up around it right right Cool. So, but in Detroit, it's Randy Napoleon, right? Is that your your mentor there? Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's Randy. So, what was it like studying with him? Oh, just the best. He just has the best vibe, and we still talk all the time. We talked for an hour just two days ago, um, and he just is so. Um, you know, I think I was in a place, and I think this is an important learning, um, learning thing for me as a, as a teacher now, but I think I was in a place where I just felt kind of discouraged and just didn't feel like it, like nothing felt like it was coming together. And, um, I just didn't really know what to do. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't think it was possible to, you know, um, to be like a, a jazz guitarist as a career and Randy was just so positive and he's just so um obsessed with straight ahead jazz guitar like Mm -hmm. it's just all that we talked about like it was just it wasn't like well we'll talk about jazz guitar for our hour-long lesson and then you know we'll do something else it would just be like we like he would call me And say, like, I was thinking about this and you should do that. Like, it was just very, like, immersed, like, mentorship, you Mm. know. I would go to all of his gigs. He would invite me out and introduce me to people. And then 
he started subbing me out on gigs and that's how I got to play with Freddie Cole and some other um, really great musicians. Mm. Just like the like just super immersive mentorship process was very cool. Yeah, it really it takes that, doesn't it? Like you really have to dedicate your life to, to you have to live it and breathe it. I mean, this is what you are, you you know. Totally, totally. And it was always so positive. It was like, that solo sucked, but you don't suck. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like, that solo sucked, play a better one, you know, but it was never like, negative, which, Mm. which really kind of inspired me like, oh, this can feel really great, you know, so you can be critical, yet still supportive at the same time. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think for me also, there's like, there's an aspect of like, I like uh, I I enjoy guitar so much. I sort of feel badly that it's my job or so, or something like that. Like I do spending time on it. I feel like oh I'm enjoying this so much. I should hate my job. I don't know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like totally. Um, sounds like he really uh really helps your mindset. But like what oh, yeah. what kind of path did he set you on working wise? Like was it a, a listening transcription sort of working through the history sort of thing or. Yeah, it was a ton of transcription and um, a ton of listening, a ton of transcription, a lot of like learning, studying the actual tunes. Like if you're going to learn a Horace Silver tune, you can't just learn, you know, what Blue Mitchell is playing. You have to also know what Junior Cook is playing and what the what the rhythm section hits are and what all the stuff is. And like you don't really sort of it just like broadened my understanding of what it meant to to know a tune so very immersive like studying of the recordings and then transcribing Mm. and um it would be I'm like a very I love to have like with my mentors I will just work I'll stay up all night if that will impress them you know (laughs) like I just like crave that kind of like uh positive reinforcement from mentors Mm -hmm. So I just, like, would, you know, stay up all night and and learn a West Montgomery solo or something that I was working on, a transcription, and come in. And then I would try and pretend it was casual, like, oh, yeah, I just kind of learned this thing. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and Randy, um, yeah, just sort of, like, it was a really, yeah, learning the recordings, studying the recordings. Cool. And do you spend a lot of time in an analysis or is it more of like a, just sort of a natural type of experience of the music? Interestingly enough, we um, focused, and maybe it was because I was in my master's and so it was kind of expected that I already had a strong understanding of harmony, um, but we focused a lot more on feel and sound and playing together than necessarily like this is how you outline this chord kind of thing um so it was a lot like pretty kind of broad and I mean I'm still trying to figure out how to outline chords but it was Mm. um yeah, we would talk about that some, but it was so much about like feel and spirit and yeah. how to That's swing. so often the answer, isn't it? Like, uh, like you know, I can tell you're excited about the fact that we can play together, you know, and that's really what it is. I mean, the better we can play together, the better we can transmit this stuff, you know? 
totally yeah. totally especially guitar there's something about guitar it's the oral tradition you know like oh totally yeah. i struggle as a teacher sometimes because i'm like um you know let's learn everything by ear and i think that's not how a lot of students are used to learning and Sometimes I'm like, why would I write this down for you? You should just learn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you should just know it. <laughs> totally. Or like that should be the goal, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And, uh, you know, so uh, do you feel like, you know, you developed the ability to memorize? Like at an early, do you think you had that going into it? Or is that something that you've had to improve at? That's something I've had to improve at um, a lot. I, um, you know, used to get lost all the time, not, uh, like memorizing chord changes was really difficult for me. Um, Mm. and I remember a gig I played after my first year in, at the university of Manitoba. So I had been playing with people for about a year and it was 10 tunes and it was like, you know, um, like it could happen to you and just like kind of super, super standard tunes and I totally bombed it because I couldn't memorize 10 tunes, you mm-hmm. know? I didn't know them. I couldn't. And I remember just feeling like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. And the bass player who was significantly ahead of me was like, don't worry, it gets easier. The more tunes you learn, the easier it gets. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really true. It is true. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And like, so were you really interested in guitar players specifically like Randy or did you kind of get into horn players and pianos as well? I got into horn players and pianos and actually um, explored not as much guitar until I started studying with Randy and it was just like, we are studying the guitar, you know, we're not like, learn other stuff, sure, but you know, we're studying Kenny Burrell and we're studying Grant Green and and Wes. Mm. Do you start students with the guitar or do do you start them with the horns? I start with guitar. Um, Because you didn't do that, right? You did it the other way. I did it the other way, but I think when I started, especially transcribing guitar players, more stuff became clear because it was less like, how do you transfer this? How do you transfer instruments? And more just like, this is, this was played on your instrument. So less reinventing the wheel. Totally, totally. You know, there's, it's always awkward when you're learning Bird or like Joe Henderson and then they go like, and you're like, well, I can't, I can't do that. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, don't yeah. play saxophone. Yeah, so yeah. I think that caused me a lot of pain and suffering when I was younger, wanting to do all that stuff. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's play another tune. Okay. What tune would you like to play? Um, I don't know. Um, how about, do you want to do a slow one? Yes. Like a ballad? Yeah. What have you been into ballad-wise? Uh, not not much over the last 15 months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, like Embraceable You? or. I'd love to play that. Yeah. And uh, what key do you like it in? Is that an E-flat usually? I think so. Perfect. Sweet. Awesome. Here, I'll set this one up. Sounds great. Okay.
second half? Sure. humans <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna turn you up a little bit yeah it's so good man you got a great tone oh thanks so sound. do you we have to play together more i know i can't wait till you're back in the city and we can do this in person in my backyard or something or, oh. or even indoors at the school if, if everyone's vaccinated maybe best. <laughs> or even on a gig on a gig you? yeah oh, i would love to play a gig with you It'd be great. me too that would yeah. be amazing yeah so i mean I know you have a beautiful instrument, but I, I mean, I think I've heard you on a couple of guitars and y your tone is, I mean, how do you work on tone? Do people ask you that question? Like, Yeah, totally. And I, the answer that I give is just like exactly what I learned from Randy. Um, so I'm just like a Randy um, clone here. Oh, cool, man. Um, so I um, had, I think, a pretty... For oh, I guess a few a few things, um, and I feel you know you I feel like you know all this, so I'll just be ranting. Um, <laughs> but um, I think um, the first thing is with good sound, and I I this might be a little bit wishy washy, but I always kind of relate everything back to singing, and I sort of think if you're singing in your head or like. I think I was trying, my partner Will and I were trying to come up with a definition for what is musical, like what does it mean to be musical? And the definition, this was just a couple of days ago, the definition we came up with was um, that you're able to make your instrument sound the most like singing. Um, and I think that really resonates for me. The times that I feel like my sound, my actual sound is the best is when the instrument um, sounds the most like it's singing and mm. can be like related in a you know in more of an abstract way to like voice um but then like the actual thing of getting an actually good sound um i just took randy's technique which is <laughs> to uh he has um and i know you do this too he doesn't 
he makes sure he made sure that I wasn't muting the back of the guitar with my body so that the sound could like resonate out mm-hmm. of the arch top. And then um we just worked a lot on like long tones and angle of the pick and um something I'm still trying to shed because I think it has a it lends itself to the topic of sound but I don't feel strong on it is like different types of vibrato and like what type of vibrato should I use on a like a long tone um to like make the sound resonate the most um how do you practice long tones on the guitar like I you know I I don't I've never done that I had never either um and then he was like why aren't you doing long tones um I just set a metronome and try to play a very slow scale and have that get the actual like consistent attack that I want and the actual um like resonance that I want and I think that's where a bit of vibrato would come in if I'm doing it like the way that I would actually like to um but just try to get every single sound to be good I guess is Right. It's sort of my approach. I'm so glad you mentioned uh, the back of the guitar because I, I really do believe that you want to uh, like let the guitar speak as best it can and you kind of have to get out of the way of the guitar and let the thing shake itself, you know? Totally. That's how I feel. I feel like we're coming from pretty similar yeah. um, schools of thought as yeah. far as like the sound, like when I hear your sound. Yeah. And I, I do like the vocalistic stuff too. Like I feel like my little slides and tremolos and things like that those are my fi- like favorite parts of my own playing. And I think that they might be like uh, the only thing that gives me an identity in a way, right? Like, Cool. Uh, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. And I just love like all the guitar things that we can do. Like, I don't know, like Kenny Burrell is the only player that I hear regularly that kind of slides up to a, a note from a whole step below, you mm-hmm. know? So like, ugh, that sucked. Uh, he does like that all the time totally. just like the little beautiful like vocal things that we can do on on the guitar yeah yeah i think are so cool that's cool yeah kenny burrell really does have a sound doesn't he <sighs> it's yeah, yeah. i find i don't know what you think but i but i find him to be the most difficult um person to transcribe mm. just because it's so nuanced yeah totally yeah, and, yeah it's not like it's a bunch of information it's more of just a bunch of sound yeah and he like is able to fit his time between like his like i've tried to transcribe him on ballads before because he's my favorite ballad player and i just can't ever get anything close because Mm. it's so not straightforward right right how he's doing it yeah cool so uh what kind of stuff have you been working on now in terms of like music that you want to play like um are, are you mostly like uh your record's quartet right yeah, mostly quartet. I did have some tracks with horns. Yeah. But yeah. And are, mostly quartet. What, like, are you thinking, like, uh, piano, bass, guitar, drums is what your next band is going to be? Or, like, what you're going to do? Yeah? Yes. I've already... I'm put in the process of putting the session together. It'll probably be in, like, November once we can get international travel going. Right. Um, but I already have Quincy on drums confirmed, and Will's going to play piano. And I'm trying to get Rodney Whitaker. Um, wow. So if I can get him to come up, I would love, the yeah, I would love to make a record with, like a quartet record and just try and make it as soulful and just swinging as I can. Right, right. 
And uh, are you thinking like original music or half and half? Part? Or are you writing? Or? Well, I have my list right here. It's... Oh, really? You're developing it now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done. I have one tune left to, um, one tune left to finish composing. Um, so it is ten tunes. One, two, three, four, five, six. It might end up. I think it'll be seven originals and three. Uh, standards, I think, is my plan. Great, great. Yeah. I have to compose, like, I have to do stuff way in advance to um, just give myself time to learn it. Yeah, of course. And how will you prepare for that record? Like, will you guys do some gigs first and then and then go into the studio? Is that the idea? Or? That would be amazing. It probably won't work out that way. <laughs> just because um, I probably won't have the... the the funds to keep them around for too long so it might end up being like a weekend cool a weekend long event all right and may i just say uh congratulations to you on your recent juno win oh thanks how does it feel it feels very um i mean i you know just wasn't i think you know anytime you're up for an award and you're you know, with all these great musicians in a pool of nominees, you just expect that somebody else will get it because, you know, everyone's so great. It's a good way to think, though, just in case. Totally, yeah, 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 totally. I yeah, yeah. Cool. So I didn't prepare a speech. I was just like, you know, mm. not I'm not investing any time getting my hopes up. Mm. Um, but it feels, it feels very cool. I'm excited to um, start booking gigs again Mm -hmm. i think that's where the real kind of benefit will come in yeah you must have missed a lot this summer eh? like uh yeah i had um i mean i know we all had a a ton of gigs canceled um i had over a hundred gigs canceled oh my god (laughs) i was supposed to actually be on sabbatical this past year um i was gonna do a five-week tour in europe and then in January, I was starting in Alaska. I had I was going to go from Alaska to Miami, and it was going to be in total about a hundred gigs. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a brutal! Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. It's all good. It's we all went through that. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just such a crucial time for you. You know, this is like you know you, you're here. You know, it's ready. It's time. You know, that's how it Damn. feels. Yeah. That's how it feels. The pandemic hit. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was 30 and it was like yeah, 30 years old, like ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little chill now. I'm settled down. I'm like, I actually kind of don't mind being at home a lot, you know, but for younger players, man, just what a, what a brutal thing. What a setback, you know? Totally. And I really hope everything comes back so that you have a world that you can move through like you could have moved through it, you know? I don't know. I think it, I'm, I'm feeling confident um and i also feel like we're all gonna be playing more i feel like once it comes back it's gonna come back with a vengeance Mm, that's my my yeah i'll never take it for granted again that's for sure totally i'll try not to complain oh i mean we'll see how long it lasts but i will complain (laughs) immediately (laughs) (laughs) just kidding but not really cool man yeah all right well awesome this has been really fun to talk to you Oh, likewise. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, so, are you, when are you going to come back to uh, this part of the world? 
Um, well, Will and I um, are going to stick around here for the summer, and he's actually starting his, I think I mentioned this to you, he's starting yeah. his PhD at U of T. Right, Will Bonus, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be both headed to Toronto in late August. That's great. Yeah. All right, we'll look forward to seeing you then. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. All right, well, w- let's play one more tune. What do you feel like to, to finish Sounds it off? What about a blues? Sure. Awesome. What key? Um, what about E flat? Sure. What about Sandu? Sure. Um, should I just count it off? Yeah. Yeah, uh, whatever you like. One, two, three, four, uh, uh. Thank you. 
hard, kind of hard to look at each other. And, totally, yeah, yeah. totally. I love that. Yeah, That's those... my favorite part of songs at the end when everyone just is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. I love it. Sounds great, Jocelyn. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, you sound so great. Yeah, nice Thank to you. see you. Likewise. Okay, and uh, if people want to check you out, how should they? Uh, what's your website address and all that? Um, JocelynGold.com, and it has, uh, yeah, record dates, um, recordings, things like that. And then also on social media, Instagram and Facebook, it's Jocelyn Gould Music. 